Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. Coming to you from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, we always like to hear from you at the top of the program. Well, I have something to share, Jeff. Um, I, I remember when I was a new Christian, and I would be, for the first time, exposed to the Bible and reading scriptures, and there was one that just seemed absolutely impossible, one passage in the Bible, and they were Jesus' words. Uh, he said, love your enemies. And I thought, there's no way. That's that's not possible. People can't love their enemies. That was my assumption. And uh, I later learned that the type of love called agape love, which this is, um, by definition means a commitment to seek the other person's highest good, uh, to do what's in their best interest. And then there's a second part of this. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I thought, pray for the... Oh, how? I thought, it's not natural for me to pray for someone because I kind of assumed that it meant that you pray for the blessing of God on that person. But it doesn't say that. Um, and, you know, if you're saying, well, love your enemies, they're not really enemies. But anybody that evokes in you uh, bitterness, resentment, or hatred, that person is like the enemy to your spirit. And because praying for your enemy is actually commanded by Christ, we need to obey this directive uh, in this way. I just was telling somebody uh Last night, you can pray, God, I pray this person will have a changed life, a changed life through Christ. And every time you think of this person who is persecuting you, think of the, the prayer, Lord, I pray that he will have a changed life through Christ. And that way, if you do that over and over, it softens your heart and protects your heart from bitterness. The Bible says, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because you are called, to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. That's First Peter 3, 9. And the point here is, how do you pray for someone who has hurt you? Um, well, we have in our keys... Our biblical counseling keys, uh, keys for living, we have a suggestion. And I took uh, what is called um, the fruit of the Spirit. And you can pray the fruit of the Spirit for that person who is painful to you. Lord, I pray that so-and-so, I'm just going to make up a name, Dan will be filled with the fruit of love becoming fully aware of your unconditional love and in turn will be able to love others. Lord, I pray that Sally 
will be filled with the fruit of joy because of experiencing your steady joy and in turn will radiate that inner joy to others. Lord, I pray that Henry will be filled with the fruit of peace, your inner peace, and in turn will have a peace that passes all understanding toward others. Lord, I pray that Teresa will be filled with the fruit of patience because of experiencing your patience toward me and will in turn extend that same extraordinary patience toward others. The fruit of the Spirit, by the way, it, it, this is uh, important for us to realize that there's a list of the fruit of the Spirit. And it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Um, against such things there is no law. That's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And so the others are, I pray that uh, David will be filled with the fruit of kindness because of experiencing your kindness and in turn will extend that same undeserved kindness to others. Lord, I pray that uh, joy will be filled with the fruit of goodness because of experiencing the genuine goodness of Jesus and in turn will reflect the moral goodness of Jesus before others. Lord, I pray that Dennis will be filled with the fruit of faithfulness because of realizing your amazing faithfulness and in turn will desire to be faithful to you, to your word, and to others. Lord, I pray that Janice will be filled with the fruit of gentleness because of experiencing your gentleness and in turn will be able to be gentle with others. Lord, I pray that Ray will be filled with the fruit of self-control, the control of self by Christ, and in turn will rely on his control to break out of bondage and to be an example before others. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. The Bible says the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. That's in James 3.17. I remember when I, for the first time, started praying for those who hurt me, those who persecuted me. What a difference it made in my heart. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart International Ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any uh, questions or concerns about the topics that we raise here on the program, if one of those piques your interest, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. We have a variety of resources that can help you in whatever situation you might be in. Uh, They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and their number again is 800-488-HOPE. Now, uh, maybe you will ask them about uh, one of our resources. It is a 31-day interactive devotional. It would be a great habit for you to pick up in the new year for you to do a daily devotional. This is a, uh, a good start to that. It's uh, called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. It's been written by June Hunt, and it's been around uh, a while, but we give uh, a copy of this to each night's callers here on Hope in the Night, and uh, they welcome that and say it's been very helpful to understand who you are as a child of Christ, your identity in Him, and uh, it's important that you do that so you can see yourself the same way God sees you. That is called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. It's available again by customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we welcome this evening, Kelly. Well, hello, Kelly. Welcome to Hope. Hello, Miss June. How are you? I'm blessed. Blessed to have you with me. How can we help you? Yes, so I've been dealing for about five years just being dragged in the middle of my parents' marriage. Um, I felt abandoned and dismissed by them um, when I tried to tell them how I feel about things. Um, Or maybe they did something that I uh, didn't like or that hurt me. And even my mother especially would just constantly dismiss how I feel and would say that's not true. And it just really... um, I had a lot of bitterness and anger and resentment that just built up in me over time, and I knew that I needed to let that go and fully forgive them for the Lord to really um, heal me so that I can be who Mm. He called me to be. And um, I believe that I've gotten through the situation um, with my father's side, but with my mom, her behaviors are ongoing, um, and it's just a repeated thing. But my father, um, we've had a conversation, and he's um, acknowledged what he's done, and he's taking things... um, taking steps to be better and do better for our relationship. But my mother, her 
behaviors are repeated and she continually just dismisses my feelings. And I just want to know, um, what can I do to just um, still be strong and confident in who I am and not allow what she does and how she is to um, impact me in that way? Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing is that you're really hurt because false accusations from your mother continue on? Is that what you're saying? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and so, and I know you, you said you, you have bitterness over these, it, it's like it's ongoing, um, and and these false accusations, and yet I'm hearing, okay, your dad has acknowledged that he was wrong, or is that what you're saying? Did he actually acknowledge that he was wrong? Yes, ma'am. Wow. How did that come about? Um, I had a conversation with him um, about the things that he did that upset me, the things that he would say and and do, and even some things that he would say to my mom, and he would uh, be verbally abusive to her, and I was telling him how... Um, how that made me feel and that how, how that hurt me because if I was mm-hmm. married and had a husband, you know, and if a man did that to me, how would that make him feel? And so sitting down with him and having that conversation really opened up a door um, just for forgiveness and for him to say his side and for me to say my side, um, which is great. But my parents both have issues in their marriage and um, they're not legally divorced, but uh, they're separated and live in different places and um, Mm -hmm. they had they've had issues since the beginning of their marriage and so I was also brought into um, just also a lot of um, just boundaries lines were crossed uh, in a sense of the relationship of what I should be involved in with their marriage and what I shouldn't be involved in and um, give me an example of that yeah yeah. help me paint, paint the picture for me well, I yes, know yeah. you you felt dragged into your parents' marriage problems. So, uh, describe what that looked like. Yes. So, if one parent, say, if my dad was mad at my mom, um, he would call me and and try to get information that he needs from my mom through me, or um, just different things that had to do with bills, like. Uh, car insurance or house things, um, uh, they would uh, go through me to try to speak to one another. Um, and okay. I see. He, yeah, he would say things about my mom to me, and my mom would say that um, my dad uh, cheats on her and, you know, all this stuff. And just going back and forth between and between uh, myself and them, and they would never really communicate, and the communication would go through me. Hmm. Wow. Okay. You know, this is one of the hardest things when kids are the. I'm going to use the term like a pawn, and um, in chess, uh, you have these little pieces, and chess is a great game, but it's not fun if you're a pawn being used by both, if you will, in this case, uh, both your mom and dad, and. I'm hearing you were supposed to be the go-between in terms of, you know, th- th- you'd be called upon to, to to communicate or to say 
this is what dad is saying and yet it it was really negative and yet what i appreciate is you had a true heart to heart conversation with your dad and he listened and he's asked forgiveness he's or admitted wrong and so that has that changed the dynamic uh I'm hearing that changed the dynamic between the two of you. Is that right? Yes, my father and I. Yeah. But not, it hasn't changed the dynamic, or, well, I'm going to ask, has it changed the dynamic between your father toward your mother? No. Uh, no? Okay. They're still at it. Yes. Okay. All right. Yet, you tried that with your mom. Correct? You tried to yeah. discuss the same thing with your mom, but she um, just dismissed how you felt. That's what she yes, said. Yes, ma'am. She, you know, um, mm -hmm. she constantly believes that it's other people that are making me feel the way that I feel towards her. And she has this, um, I mean, obsession, if you will, with just what, what others think and what they say. And, um, she likes to uh, connect um, one situation about someone with um, someone else and then um, that I don't know or that we don't know and um, tries to make a big deal out of that and say that that person is controlling me and how I feel the way, feel like the way I feel towards her. And she doesn't think that I can really feel those things and that it's somebody else. And so that's really made our relationship mm. difficult, and she doesn't want to acknowledge that there's some work mm -hmm. that she needs to do to really make this relationship work. Okay. Got it. Uh, yeah. So she doesn't have ears to hear what you're saying and just blames others for influencing you negatively and that you, that you couldn't possibly see the reality of the situation. Because yes. she sees, you know, and, and what, what, that's an important word. You said she has an obsession. We're talking about a negative obsession, uh, which has to do with <laughs> you being controlled, uh, and you're not seeing it at all that accurately, and therefore she's negative toward you. Is that right? Okay. Now, I'm going to mention something that, just for perspective, what I'm hearing is you've been able, even though your dad was real negative and for a period of time uh, where you were involved, uh, you've been able to forgive him because you said, you know, but this is because it, things are so much better between the two of you, even though he was verbally abusive, certainly toward his his wife, your mother. Um, but it's like he's heard, and so you've been able to forgive him, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, I would love to tell you that... 
all you need to do is keep praying that she will change your mom and then when she does you'll be able to forgive um now the reason i'm posturing it this way is i want to ask you when jesus was hanging on the cross he was being crucified and then he said words father forgive them they know not what they do my question to you is had his crucifiers changed no correct you're exactly right there was no repentance on their part there was no acknowledgement of oh jesus we're sorry yeah wait a minute we're we're looking at this you know these these roman guards um these uh those who did the spikes in his hands actually his wrists and uh, in his feet there was no change so if we look at it or I'm going to ask does it matter to you that um, that you think biblically that you line up your thinking with God's thinking does that matter yes ma'am that matters to me okay I thought it I thought it would you see I was where you were at one time, waiting, well, I'm going to just explain. I, my hardest of everything to do for a number of years uh, after I became a Christian was to forgive because I really thought it was wrong. I mean, I had a mindset that, well, that can't be right. You're just letting people get away with wrong. And I don't think that that God wants people to get away with wrong. So how, how could it be right to forgive because it doesn't hold anybody to accountability? That, that was my view. Now, I was actually wrong, but I didn't know I was wrong. And I kept living for the time for my dad to change, to say I'm sorry, to acknowledge. Now, your dad has said I'm sorry. Your dad has had a change toward you not toward his wife, your mom, but uh, still, there's been a change. So, I was where you were with your mother, I was that way with my father. And it all of a sudden, it made a big difference when I was finally aware I was holding my father to a certain standard. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of forgiveness, give our customer support team a call at 800-488-HOPE. And they're available anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to connect you with resources on forgiveness, or maybe something else is uh, of interest to you. You'd be able to get some resources there. And uh, the keys for living on forgiveness called Releasing You is Freeing Me. You may also be interested in the book called How to Forgive When You Don't Feel like it. And those and many other resources are available through customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Now, let me uh, direct you to another place to find some resources, some uh, materials that might help you. And it is our website. Just go to hopefortheheart.org and uh, you can do that and type uh, slash free or just uh, look for the uh, tab on the top that says free resources. You'll find uh, free resources downloads with guides to common life challenges, where you can select a drop-down menu there to uh, find uh, a topic that has uh, so many options on its uh, rather regular uh, many topics that are uh, abuse recovery, adultery, alcohol and drug abuse, anxiety, is the Bible re- uh, real, reliable, uh, boundaries, caregiving, so many more. And I'm just uh, following through the list there, but I want to let you know that it also has uh, some resources there for you to uh, share for personal growth or to help others as you look at uh, how to do, uh, maybe help some somebody you care about and uh, situation they're dealing with. Also, there are special curated collections there in that free resources page, which one is called, uh, What is God's Heart on Stress, Anxiety, and Fear? For example, there's no secret that many are facing emotional and mental health challenges today. The free resource here, which is a download of a free PDF that you can use. Also, we have a collection there on Hope for the Unborn. There's a Reclaiming My Dignity About Your Worth. Uh, really, it's more... Uh, 
more valuable than you can imagine. And we will share that resource with you as well. So just go to hopefortheheart.org slash free and find those resources there. Hope that helps. Well, let's uh, get back to our conversation now tonight with Kelly. Well, Kelly, um, I was given on the 25th anniversary of our ministry, uh, this particular program, 25th anniversary, a magic bopper. Now, I think my friend Jeff, my co-host, had a lot to do with this, and I'm looking at it right now. And the reason he gave it to me um, in celebration of this 25th anniversary is because I periodically will comment about the magic bopper. And the magic bopper bops a person on the head like your mom. If you had that and could bop her on the head, and all of a sudden she would be conciliatory, she would... um, care about your feelings, she would listen to what you'd say, she would have a change of heart and not play you against your dad and all these things. But you know, that magic bopper, I'm looking at it, it looks very attractive, but it just doesn't work. And I don't know of a magic bopper that does. So we don't have something and I know you would love to have, you said, what can I do with my mom is what you're saying. What, what do I do? Uh, and while now your relationship is much better with your dad, because he has heard you, He'll, he has ears to hear what you're saying. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't, everyone has self-will. We can choose to go against God's will, or we can choose to do God's will, but you don't have the ability to change someone's freedom of choice, and your mom is not choosing to have ears to hear. You've seen your dad does, your mom doesn't, and so when you mentioned about because you don't. I'm hearing you don't want to be bitter, but yet when she continues these false accusations, it, it bitterness comes when there's unresolved anger, unresolved anger over the injustice. See, the Bible even says, "Be angry, but do not sin," and then we're, you know. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. You've got to do, there's something here to do. So the bitterness is never right in God's sight. and You never see that in the Bible where it's good. You can't have anger. Like Jesus had anger at the money changers and he goes into the temple because they were corrupt and he literally drives them out. So there is a right time for anger when there's injustice. You say, well, this is unjust. I'm being falsely accused. Yes, I hear. But uh, this is where you don't want to be bitter. The Bible says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another. And then it says, forgive 
as the Lord forgave you, did you deserve to be forgiven by God for your sin? No. I didn't either. Forgiveness isn't based on deserving. Now, I'm going to make one point very clear. I'm hearing you're having more of a reconciled relationship with your dad. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And I ha you know, if if it could be one day, would you want a reconciled relationship with your mom? Yes. Yeah, and I knew your answer. That's why you've called. So, what your job right now? How old are you, sweetheart? 20. Okay. So your parents are they somewhere close to in the 40s, 40 something? 50s. 50s, okay. Okay. So, and when I was your age, I was going through all this trying to figure this thing out because I had in my eyes, I, I'm going to call them, uh, it's like, daggers of bitterness toward my dad because I thought, well, somebody's got to let him know how wrong he is. And you can imagine how effective I was. I wasn't effective at all. I mean, it didn't do any good. Now, I understand you have tried to talk with your mom. Right now, this is who she is. And she can't have true peace in her life She's not living life in a right way at all. And it's and she's going to make people around her actually at times not want to be around because people don't enjoy being around bitter people. Do you agree with that? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what I'm going to say is this. Many people assume Oh, well, if I forgive, then um, then we just have reconciliation. But forgiveness, let me say it this way, forgiveness is one thing, entirely different from reconciliation. Reconciliation is a restored relationship based on restored trust. You don't have that with your mom because there's it there there is no restored trust. And so that's gonna take time. But the Bible says you are to forgive. So let's talk about that part. And that 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 is something you can do. What I'm saying is Forgiveness is one way. Reconciliation is two ways. Right now, you can't have reconciliation with your mother. And the reason is forgiveness is based on only one person. It takes only one person to forgive. 
Reconciliation requires two people. The Bible says in Amos 3.3, a little book of the Bible, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so. That's not where your mom is. And you can't agree with the way she's treating others, including you. So your job is, okay, how can you forgive legitimately? Where it is, where you can feel right about it. Is that what you would want? Would you be willing to do that? Yes, it, yes, that is where I want to. You know, like you said, forgive her and and feel right about it, and you know. But it's mm-hmm. hard to accept the way that she is, and I wish that she mm-hmm. she was different. But you know, it's me and and what I do and what I need to change, but. You know, it's hard and, you know, accepting it in my mind. And then, you know, sometimes I, you know, still do get angry with her if I do talk to her. And I still get frustrated when I do talk mm-hmm. to her. And it's just an ongoing thing. And I just mm-hmm. want to be at peace and yeah. just be I, I patient totally with get her it. even. Yeah, and, and, you know, as I reflect, as you're talking, I, I remember I, I my dad, had multiple women. I hated it. I hated the impact on my mom. And so I focused on the fault. And my mom was focusing on his need. He needed to change life through Christ. Your mom needs to change life through Christ. So what I'm thinking is, I'd like for you to tell me the things that are so painful that she has done. Now, I want you to understand, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Forgiveness is the word release. It means release. It means literally to send away. Um, and what the, the truth is, you don't want to be caring a hundred pounds of pain that your mom is causing you because it's weighing on you heavily and yet these are things she has done so what you do is you literally if you're forgiving you release the pain to God the specifics and you release her your mom taking her off of your emotional hook, putting her onto God's hook. You're not letting her off the hook. You're just taking her off of your emotional hook, putting her onto God's hook, because he says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. You know, he's going to deal with her. We'll talk about how to do that when we return. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. 
The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart. We'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living to address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. They'll help you access the resources you need. Our Keys for Living on Forgiveness are called Releasing You is Freeing Me, and you can ask for that by name with customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also check out our website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. There you can find new updated Keys for Living. Now we have our Keys for Living library, but we're always updating them and refreshing those. So you might want to go back and check those to see if there's a new edition of some of our Keys for Living. We have uh, updates monthly on those, and uh, you can find topics such as stress, anxiety, fear, abuse, marriage, parenting, and so many more, and uh, new topics, again, being added monthly. You'll also find our video-based training program called Lifeline to Hope. That has been so helpful for pastors and churches looking to start or grow a care ministry in their church. It's a 10-course lay caregiving training course. So check that out. Also, you'll find a special area in the online store called June's Place. That's a curated bookstore containing June's books, Bible studies, other resources she's done in partnership with various publishers over the years. It's all found at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Well, now back to tonight's conversation with Kelly. Well, Kelly, I hear and I feel I have lived some of what you have felt And I'm just saying that because I know um, how controlling a negative 
to have a negative parent in your in your life it can it can be very consuming is that correct you, you yes. understand what i'm saying very consuming very uh, and we don't that it doesn't help to allow somebody to control our emotions because sometimes you look at somebody and if you, there's something negative all of a sudden it just changes your disposition negatively well that's not what you want and i'm hearing you want to do what god wants you to do and so see since he says forgive let's talk about how that can be authentic instead of just using words just saying oh well i forgive you but i in your heart you don't so um i said and i've already started the list of the things that have caused you pain from your mother because you've already said and I'm going to ask you to add to this list that she dismisses your feelings she falsely accuses you and others she has a critical spirit toward your father and would you say that's also toward you um, no, I wouldn't say that's towards me. Okay. Well, maybe, and um, it's sometimes. Okay. Well, we'll just, let's, right now, we'll just make it towards your father. Tell, help me know what other things are have been so painful uh, for you, to you, like almost against you. You know that uh, that is. is challenging with your mom I'm writing these things down um well, one thing you said it's oh, like you she, feel put in the middle yes I'm definitely being put in the middle of the marriage um and then even now trying to um put in those boundaries and separate myself between being my own person and then them, that the marriage is them and it has nothing to do with me and sometimes putting in those boundaries can even be hard just because it's been going on for so long and then now I'm trying to finally realize that and it's hard trying to implement that and then when I tell them and I say you know I'm you're, you're putting me in the middle and I don't want to be in the middle they just don't think that's true mm -hmm. uh, well my mom doesn't think that that's true and she says that they're not putting me in the middle um, but um, I just also just feel abandoned, I think, um, mm -hmm. emotionally. And um, that's caused me to look to outsiders and for just uh, validation and um, acceptance and um, mm -hmm. unhealthy attachment styles and um, things like that. And uh, it's affecting my relationship with others. Um, just feeling abandoned in that sense, even though they were there, but just still abandoned them emotionally. And my mom and my dad, um, they haven't lived together since I was six years old, so I've always lived with my mom, but my dad would always come up um, mm. to see us. Mm -hmm. So it was just me, my mom, and my other sibling. Um, mm. But feeling abandoned, and um, I neglected in a sense as well. Mm -hmm. um, Emotionally not. She, she definitely took care of me and, and um, you know, fed me and things like that and never neglected my um, physical needs or, or my, mm -hmm. or my well, my, 
just things that I needed, um, but I, emotionally and, and mentally mm-hmm. and, and spiritually, um, there was a lot that was lacking, and I really do tend to focus on the lack and what wasn't there and how if it was different, then I would have been different as a person, and I wouldn't have to deal with some of the issues that I do deal with, and now it's my responsibility to be able to be, you know, healthy and um Sometimes I do, I do blame her, and and I do blame um, that marriage a lot because I'm just thinking these are just two people that shouldn't have gotten married, and um, it's really hard to have a positive view about it sometimes. And I think sometimes I fool myself, and I'm just thinking, okay, you know, I'm fine. I forgive them, then I let go, and then certain things will happen, and then it's a trigger again. And so, just what can that practically, you know? spiritually praying and then being in the Word, but maybe even some practical things with, you know, how to um, invest time in, in renewing my mind and having that aligned with um, my feelings. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but um, yes. Well, okay. I definitely heard uh, that she, your mom didn't know how to, yes, she could physically feed you, but you have inner needs for love, significance, and security. And those were lacking. At least one or more, would you say, I'm hearing that it's more like conditional love. As long as you think this way and do this, but if you support your dad, then, then the love is withheld. Is that at all what you have felt? Yes, definitely conditional love. Okay, so it's more conditional love. Therefore, you don't feel significant, and you certainly don't feel secure. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that that's important. All right. Anything else that you want to mention? That that how how she has called she pain. Because we're going to do something with all that pain. Um, no. Okay. So this generally. Now, um, I want you to think about this. The Bible says, pray for those who persecute you. Well, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. Um Your mom is not healthy, and you know that, spiritually, emotionally. Would you agree that she needs to change life through Christ? Yes. Okay. So every time you think of her, every time you see a card, and anything that she's given you, if, you know, just turn that around. Lord, I pray she'll have a changed life one day through Christ, through you. Jesus. That's that is the antidote to keep you from being bitter. Because you see, right now this is who she is. It's kind of like if you saw a fence and it says beware of dog. Beware of biting dog. And if you go up and then you put your finger through that chain link fence, and all of a sudden, the dog bites you. 
you might be surprised, but you were warned. I mean, you know, you are, you know that sign. Now, it, one day, the dog might not be a biter, but right now you're being warned. So you expect, expect, don't have unrealistic expectations until she is willing to have that changed life. But you may be the catalyst down the road to be used by God if you're focusing not on her fault, on her need. Her greatest need is to change life through Christ. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So I want you to imagine right now. Here is this pain. And here's this emotional lack. But, but, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to lead you in a prayer for you to release all that pain into the hands of God. Are you willing to do that? Yes, I am. Okay. And would you be willing to release her, taking her off of your hook, putting her onto God's hook? Yes. Okay. Do you feel God wants you to do this? Yes. Good. I I appreciate. I I've been there. I understand, and so my heart's so with you. All right, let's just go before the Lord. I'm going to start a prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, you know the pain that she has felt for so long. And you know her desire is to truly forgive. And so right now, I, uh, we're going to come to you. And she will literally release all this pain into your hands. So pray with me, okay? God, I need you to intervene in my life. God, I need you to intervene in my life. I'm choosing to give you all this pain that I've experienced. I'm choosing to give you all this pain that I've experienced. The false accusations. False accusations. The critical spirit of my mom. The critical spirit of my mom. Violating my boundaries. Violating my boundaries. My feeling abandoned. My feeling abandoned. Neglected. Neglected. Not feeling con- unconditionally loved. Not feeling unconditionally loved. And Lord, right now I release all the things that I mentioned that are so painful into your hands. And right now, Lord, I release all the things that are painful into your hands. And I'm, as an act of my will, and as an act of my will, I'm choosing to release my mom to you. I'm choosing to release my mom to you. Taking her off of my emotional hook. Taking her off of my emotional hook. Putting her onto your hook. And putting her onto your hook. Lord, I pray one day she will truly have a changed life. Lord, I pray that one day she will truly have a changed life. Heal me. In the process. Heal me. Heal me in the process.
We will send our keys for living called Forgiveness. Releasing you is freeing me. Send that out to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs where you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.